Hi. How are y'all? Good. I'm excited to be here. I haven't gotten to spend a Father's Day service with Dad in a long time. Hagen, we're, Hagen and I, uh, I get to officially introduce my wife this morning. So most, some of y'all met her, but uh, we got married in December of 2020. Um, Hagen and I were trying to do the math, and I don't think I preached here since 2014, which might not feel like that long ago for y'all, but for me it was a little while ago. So I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to spend Father's Day with you guys. Um, we're going to be in Luke chapter 15, if y'all want to go ahead and turn there. Uh, Luke chapter 15. Um, Hagen and I just got back uh, Friday. We've been in New Orleans. Um, we've been on a mission trip with a man named Jacob Crawford. He is a missionary there, uh, director of City Life New Orleans. And we were out on the streets. We were um, picking up trash, uh, ministering to homeless people, um, passing out water uh, on this record heat uh, that we're dealing with. And um, we just got to serve and love on some people and share God's love. And um, so I ask that you guys would pray for Brother Jacob and his ministry. Um, he's doing an amazing work. Got to hear some amazing testimonies, have some crazy stories. Um, but I won't share those this morning. But it's just we had a really good time. And I pray that you would pray for Jacob. I pray that you would pray for our youth. We took 10 people, five kids, five adults. Um, pray for them that the eye-opening experience that they had stays with them. And we just try to serve God a little better. Um, so it is Father's Day. And I, I'm a little biased, but I think that my dad is second to none. Um, my dad, um, he likes to work. And I've never got that. I don't understand how somebody can like to work. It's hard. It's taxing. And the way my dad does it, he does it all the time. Um, when he's not working, he's, uh, for his job, he's doing side jobs. When he's not doing that, he's working here. And when he's not doing that, he's asleep on the couch because he's been working so hard. Um, so um, my dad works, gosh, 40, 60 hours a week sometimes. Um, gets calls in the middle of the night to go help people. And he never turns them down. He never says no. And he does that. To provide for his family and I'm, I'm so thankful and so blessed for him to be my dad this morning. Um, I hate that my brother couldn't be here with us but I know that he's representing the ministry and I'm just I'm so proud of him and everything that he's doing but um, this morning I'm gonna do something that's hard for any son to do to their father. Um, dad you were right about everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, Every day I feel like I'm finally learning the lessons that my dad tried to teach me when I was younger, but either I was too dumb or too arrogant or too prideful to listen to. So, Dad, you were right. Um, you'd never say I told you so, but it's Father's Day, and I feel like you deserve some recognition. I feel like all fathers deserve that kind of recognition this morning. So thank you, Dad, for everything. Um, and thank all of you fathers. We're going to be in Luke chapter 15, and we're going to be looking at a father of two sons much like my dad, um, and those sons were stupid. <laughs> they were arrogant, they were prideful, they were jealous, and just their relationship, the relationship that he had with those two sons. So Luke chapter 15, um, we're going to be in verses 21 through 24. <clears throat> in Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 21, it says, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. 
bring here the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to be merry. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for letting me be here this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I just, I thank you for your love and I, I thank you for the way that you demonstrated every day. And God, I thank you for the father that I have. And I thank you for his love that he demonstrates to me every day. I just pray that you would be with us now, um, be with this church, be with our pastor, be with everything that they are trying to do to reach people for you and for your gospel and for your kingdom. Hide me behind your cross and give me your words to speak. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Um. I'm a product of pop culture. If you've ever seen the show Boy Meets World, um, there was one episode uh, where Corey, the main uh, character, was feeling a little jealous of the relationship that his older brother had with his dad. And so he confronted his dad about it, and they grew closer. And then the older brother got jealous of the relationship that the younger brother had. And so he got jealous and confronted his dad. And it's all a very interesting. Um, this morning, we're looking at uh, the story of the prodigal son. I guess you would call this the climax of the story. Um, we have a father with two sons, and the younger son is the rebellious son. He's prideful. He's arrogant. He's disrespectful. He comes to his father one day, and he demands his inheritance now. I don't know if you know this about an inheritance, but you're not supposed to get that till your father dies. But he didn't want to wait for that. He demanded it now. And he took all that money that he got, and he just wasted it. Wasted all of it. Didn't set any back for a rainy day. Um, didn't have a savings account or anything like that. He was impulsive, and he was irresponsible. And ultimately, the world crushed him. And where we're reading in the passage this morning, um, he's swallowing his pride and trying to come back to his father. Then you have the other brother, the older brother. Um, the older brother stayed. The older brother remained faithful to his father. He stayed and he worked the field with him. They had a relationship. He stays, he works, and he saw his father's approval. Well, later on, um, these, both of these brothers, these sons, had confrontational conversations with their father. The oldest, I mean, the younger son, he swallows his pride. After he's at the lowest of low, literally eating pig slop, and he says to himself, I don't deserve my father's forgiveness, but maybe he'll have pity on me. Maybe he'll let me work for him. He realized where he was wrong, and he wanted to come home. The older brother <laughs> sees this, sees the touching reunion that um, the younger son has with his father, and gets angry and gets bitter and gets jealous. And he tells off his father. He feels entitled. And that sense of entitlement comes out. And I look at this story and I think of me and Joel and our relationship with dad. Because at times both of us were jealous. Both of us were rebellious. Well, I should say that. Both of us were rebellious. I know that for sure. But there were times where I was jealous of dad's relationship with Joel. And it's not that dad did anything wrong. <laughs> and it's not that um, Joel was any. I was going to say it's not that he was anything special, but that's not true. Um, we're just different people. We have different things that we're dealing with. We struggle with different things. We have different ways of thinking. But I remember being rebellious, and I remember being jealous, and I remember needlessly hurting my father, 
hurting his feelings, ignoring his wisdom, and just making his life and my life way more difficult than it had to be. Well, this father, he has two different relationships with his sons, but he has the same love for them. He doesn't love one many more or any less, just like my dad doesn't love me any more or any less than he does Joel. See, the younger, fa- the younger son, the father offers him mercy. Instead of meeting him with an I told you so, or lording it over his head, he offers him love and he offers him mercy. He throws his arms around him and he welcomes him home. Just like my dad did every time I was rebellious. (laughs) And the older son, he offers that son grace. He looks at him. The father looks at his older son and says, son, I see you. I recognize how hard you're trying. Son, everything I have is going to be yours one day. He's going to get above and beyond just an inheritance. He's going to take over the family business. Everything that he has is going to be given to his son. Both of these sons were wrong and did not deserve the love that their father showed them. But both of them were showed that love and that mercy and that grace. Just like my dad's always done for me. It's Father's Day. Sons, well, I'm not a father, um, not an expert. I have very little credibility when it comes to telling anybody about how to be a father or fatherhood, but I'm an expert when it comes to being a son. So sons, thank your fathers today. I mean, do it every day, but especially today. Um, Think of the hurt that you put them through doesn't say this in the scripture this morning, but I can only imagine that if this was my dad and me and I told him that I was ready to go off and waste my life with things that don't ultimately matter, my dad would try to warn me every time. I mean, my dad tells me every time I leave, every time we come home and I leave, he tells me to watch the roads and don't speed. I know that. I still do it sometimes, but I know that. But he's told me that the reason he does that is because if he didn't, the one time that he didn't and something happened, he would feel responsible. Think about the hurt that you put your fathers through. You don't know what they go through to take care of you and provide for you. You don't know. And you never will know until I've been told until you're a father yourself. Fathers don't want to burden their children with that kind of stuff. They just want to provide for them and be there for them. Save yourself some guilt and some humility and and pride swallowing later and just thank them. Fathers, again, not an expert, but um, just be patient and keep having that unwavering love for them that you always have. Hopefully one day they'll realize and they'll come to you and thank you and apologize. As much as we see relationships between father and sons in this passage, this passage is about salvation. This passage is a story of the gospel and man's rebellious nature against God. Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't been the best father. I don't think you can be a good father until you've experienced Christ's love for yourself. You don't know how to truly love your children. 
you know, it, it's dad's not perfect. I can't think of any of his flaws, but he's not perfect. I know that he has them. And I know that it's never too late to mend that relationship, or at least to attempt to mend that relationship with your children. And so fathers this morning, the best thing that you can do for your children is the best thing that my dad did for me. And to accept Christ as your savior for yourself and live out that example. Sons, maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a father. Or maybe your relationship with your father wasn't great. Um, you have a father that always loves you and that will remain steadfast and will always be there for you. And so the best thing that you can do for yourself and your future children is to accept Christ for yourself. I don't preach very long, never have. So um, in conclusion, fathers, thank you so much. And I'd just like to take a moment, maybe instead of having a hymn of invitation, just have a closing prayer and everybody examine your relationship with yourself, examine your relationship with your father, and just ask God to do whatever he needs to do through you to get right with him this morning and to get right with your father. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for everything that you've done for us once again. I thank you for the message that you've laid on my heart, and I thank you for the blessings that you've prepared in your word this morning. Um, none of us are perfect people, God. Um, we know that. We know that we're sinners, and we know that we need you. And so, God, I just ask and pray that you, um, you convict us. You change our hearts. You soften them in some cases. Um, and help us to see what we need to do to make our relationship right with you. And if need be, Lord, to mend our relationship with our fathers and our family. God, the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to surrender to your will. And the best thing that we can do for others is to always be examining our relationships so that we can stay close to you and so that we can be an example to other people for you. God, I just pray for each and every family here this morning. I pray for their fathers. I pray for the leaders of the households. God, I pray that you would again convict them. Lord, break them. Break their heart for what breaks yours. I pray that every household this morning will leave here right with you than when they got here. Be with this church. Be with their leadership. All these things we ask and pray in your holy and precious name. Amen.